At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare you are looking live at primetime action with gil alexander and matt brown on vsin the sports betting network Number two here on a Tuesday primetime action. Matt Brown, Adam Burke, and Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. Just got off with Drew Dinsick. And by the way, if you don't have your Olympic bet in already, you should in the freestyle men's slope style, according to Drew. Start soon. Andre Ragetli of Switzerland. He's plus one. He's the favorite. Anyway, just go to whatever sports book it is. He's He's the favorite. Plus 125. He says... That his men's skiing slope style guy told him this is this this is the guy this is the guy. I will say though, if you look on that screen, Kelly, the third, fourth, and fifth guys are all are all Americans. So we could sneak a, a surprise a surprise gold here would be no good for Mister Drenth. I would hope in X game events we we have a chance, you know, at least have a chance, which which makes this this it seems like X game ish, right? Oh, he said yeah, it was because he Drew, said it, that was yeah, part of yeah. his handicap, yeah. That's true. I'll tell you who's not going to win. Apparently, is this uh, is Kim Gubser who is who's seventy to one. Like I, I don't know if he's no chance. I don't know if he's allowed to. I don't know. He must not have regulation skis or something or something like that. Like his poles are shorter or some whatever it is. There, there's something going on with him. How did he even make the finals if he's seventy to one? I don't know. That's a good question. That's a really good question. I, you know what? Like all these Olympic events, I mean, there's if you want to put in the time to do this, there's money to be made. I mean, these are not the most efficient of markets. And I know obviously this happens once every four years, so it's not really timely to talk about it now. But, I mean, it, look at some of these off-the-beaten-path events. Yeah. I mean, he was talking about women's Super League volleyball. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, if, if you've got the time and the bankroll and the ability, yeah. the network and all that to, to find some of these opportunities, I mean, there's money to be made out there for sure. Oh, when we, uh, Adam, when we had him on pre-Olympics and I even just, curling didn't even get, I don't even think it got, got out of my mouth before he was like, no, curling's way too sharp of a market. Can't, go, can't bet curling. All the sharps are all over that. You got to look further down the board. I was like, oh, okay. Got, got it. Because, because we just assume, and I, I, we got to be right on this, that like, they probably curl like year round, like in like real leagues and stuff and everything. Like, cause like um, to see this, you'd have to like, to, cause to see like what we're talking about tonight, it would have to be like an X games getting held or a whatever. Right. But like, there's probably like European curling leagues. leagues I would imagine, yeah. I would imagine. Right. Where these yeah. guys like do this whenever they're not working at the gap and stuff. I don't know. You want me to call Ben Wilson again? Like <laughs> ben, the only reason I say that is because he bet on a lady that was uh 
Star, what? No, was it Star, Starbucks or what? what, what she yeah. did something. Yeah, she she was a barista, I think. Yeah, was she a barista? I think so. What? Yeah, she also won the gold medal. So. Yes, yeah. So he handicapped the mixed doubles. Okay. And the team that he locked in on was this Italian team, and the lady was it? Was it? Or did she work at like? Abercrombie and Fitch or something. Manager, so it was something like that. It was something, something retail. Assistant or, manager at North Face, I'm hearing from Dan. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. There it, it is. Face. There it yeah. is. So did, and he, he, did he work at Starbucks? I don't Good thing the guys downstairs listen to the show. Ben, doesn't, ben never He never was a worked. farmer. He was a farmer. He was a yes, farmer. That's right. Yeah. And, and she was a North Face. And, um, and they won the whole thing. Yeah. They won the whole thing. That sounds like a Wes Reynolds handicap. When you get down to the nitty-gritty of where someone got married, what their profession, their other profession is, it's pretty impressive. You just asked if Ben was a barista. Ben never worked. Ben, ben, ben never worked. Ben, ben is, comes from, Ben comes from, like, just centuries of just of wealth and all this. Like, Ben, he's got nine houses all over the country, all over the world, maybe. <laughs> Even something like that. Like, no. That never, Kelly, uh, we got one, two, three NBA games in action. Maybe if you, before you even get to those scores, we do have some tip-offs coming as well if people want to get involved. Yeah, we do. Let's see. We got two right off the top here. Pacers at the Bucks. I know Adam laid all the points with the Bucks all the way up to 14 and a half now most places. 14 at DraftKings. Um, no Malcolm Brogdon is the latest uh, injury update for the Pacers. That's why that moved from uh, Adam's number where you got it at 12 and a half, right, Adam? And yeah, yes, now up to 14, 14 and a half. So to another two-point move in Adam's direction. And like Drew kind of talked about, Pacers obviously one of those teams that have, is looking towards the future, not towards right now. Grizzlies at the Pelicans. Grizzlies will roll in, lay in three and a half. That's basically painted across the board. Um, I did make a player prop bet and over points on Desmond Bain in this one. Expect him to pick up a lot of the shooting slack with John Morant out. Desmond Bain has had a really good season for this Memphis team. Uh, look for him and Jaron Jackson Jr. to get more involved. Uh, but I like Desmond's Bain ability to create is a little bit more than uh, what Jaron Jackson's bringing to the court, obviously, the power forward position. So that's where I chose to go tonight, over 20 and a half points with him. And then you have the Hornets at at the Timberwolves, that's six to six and a half. We just had Drew on. I know he's on the Hornets uh, taking the points there tonight in Minnesota. I got close to betting that as well. I was hoping to see a seven pop. Never did, so I stayed away. Might get in and on it live, but nothing for me there. Pre-game total on that one is 224. Uh, total on the Grizzlies-Pelicans, 225 to 225 and a half. And the Pacers-Bucks. 238 and a half. Man, I see a 237 and a half here in Vegas and a 239 and a half. It's pretty impressive. Um, as far as games underway, we have a few going. Celtics on top of the Sixers, 35 to 22. Uh, Celtics, seven and a half live to 12 and a half the live total. Cavaliers up on the Hawks, 36 to 32. Hawks still a one and a half point live favorite over at DraftKings. 234 and a half is the live total. Heat with a three point lead over the Mavericks early, 26 to 23. Final seconds of the first quarter. Heat six and a half point live favorites, 209 and a half the live total. Over on the ice, we've got 
Five games currently in action and a lot of scoring going on. Buffalo Sabres leading the Islanders 2-1, to one, uh, three and a half minutes into the second period. The Sabres minus 155 live, Islanders plus 115, total set at seven. Flyers and Penguins all tied up at two a minute into the second period. Penguins minus 285 live, Flyers plus 205, eight and a half. Your live total juiced to the over. Bruins up 1-0 on the Rangers about halfway through the second period. Bruins minus 195. Rangers plus 145. Live total set at 4. Devils with a 3-1 lead over the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, 17 minutes left in the second period. A two-goal lead. The Devils are only minus $2, though. Plus 175 coming back on the Lightning. Eight and a half your live total in that game. And Blues and Senators all tied up at one. 18 minutes left to go in the second period. The Senators are plus... Nope, that just got locked as far as live lines. Over in college basketball, we got some top 25 games in action. Michigan State on top of Penn State. 50-46, to 46, five minutes remaining in that game. Duke up on Wake Forest, 50-35, to 35, 16 minutes left in the second half. Duke laying 12.5 live, 153.5 your live total. And Texas and Oklahoma at the half. Texas with a two-point lead, 31-29. to 29. Texas one and a half point live favorite, one twenty five and a half your live total. So you we're, we're not a we're not completely sure about the account, but that being said, it was retweeted by Dr. Mr. Eric Eager, and so I don't think he's retweeting any account that he doesn't trust out there, Kelly. So and, and again, this must be on a radio show or something like that, and which is why we can't really we fi- really find this right now. But JPA football on the Twitter machine. But again, it was retweeted by Dr. Mr. Eric Eager, who you guys have seen on the show a ton of times with us here in multiple other respected. Channels, yeah, I would say yeah. Um, the Commanders, the Eagles, the Panthers, and the Broncos are all prepared to take air quote major swing at the quarterback position, and that is per Albert Breer. Uh, Of course, Albert Breer, definitely a trusted source, um, does a ton of stuff on television and radio. This is one of those things we were talking about last night, Adam. We were saying, if Team X, Y, or Z were to do A, B, or C, then maybe we would look at them a little bit differently and look at the odds a little bit differently. As we were kind of wrapping up last night, we didn't even really have a chance to hit on it, We kind of touched on the Panthers for a second and said, you know, now if the Panthers did something at the quarterback position, given the state of that division, maybe they would be an interesting team to take a flyer on because, again, we're just trying to predict a longer shot team that can get into the tournament. Give us a chance to have a long shot ticket on that, and then we can do what we got to do from there to make sure that we make some money. If they take a, air quote, major swing at a quarterback – if they got someone in there, given that we feel like the Bucks are a rebuild, we know the Saints are going to have to be a rebuild, the Falcons could, could, may, may not be good. Who knows? Ridley wants out of town. We'll see what ends up with all that situation, whatever. Um, the Panthers could be at least mildly intriguing to me. I'll admit it. Again, just given the situation and the division that they play in. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, they still have a good defense. You know, if they have anything resembling competent quarterback play, they may very well end up being the favorite to win that division. And this is exactly what we talked about, kind of looking for some of those longer mm-hmm. shots, sort of speculating on what teams may end up doing. You're absolutely right. If the Panthers go out there and get a quarterback, then 
Yo, I mean, it doesn't even have to be better than Matt Ryan necessarily. Right. It just has to be good enough to compete in a really bad division. All of a sudden, you start looking at 50-1 to one on them. Right. Because if they win that division, they host a playoff game. Mm -hmm. And they've got a very good defense already. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Those are the opportunities that you want to try to take a look for. You know, does does Russell Wilson give the Eagles a chance to beat the Cowboys in the NFC East race? You know, if you, right. think, if you think that that's the guy that they're going to key in on, and all of a sudden you're looking at the Eagles at 40-1, to one, you know, or let's say that yeah. Russell Wilson goes to the Commanders. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, this is exactly what you want to do at this time of the year before these things happen because you can yeah. take a small shot at a 50-1 to one price and be sitting pretty if it all of a sudden goes down to 30 to 1 because they made a big splash. And and all those teams as you mentioned, Commanders 50 to 1, Panthers 50 to 1, Eagles 40 to 1, super long shots here. This is a pretty interesting you know, again, if if this is correct and if this does come to fruition here, I'm not worried about the Broncos again. We talked about this. They could it, even if they did land Aaron Rodgers, like the Broncos just in the divisions they play in and the situation they're in, like I'm not I'm not running to bet them, right? Right. Like, and and I don't think in the odds again are kind of baked into that not being the case. But I am pretty interested maybe in some of these other teams. Maybe we'll revisit this a little bit later in the show. But instead, next we're gonna talk some college basketball with Kai McKeon of Three Man Weave. It is primetime action here on a Tuesday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Primetime action here on VSIN. We will get to Kai McKeon here in just a second, but Adam, as we were on break, some stuff coming through the old Twitter machine here about Duke basketball. Yeah, Coach Mike Krzyzewski not feeling well tonight, did not come back out for the second half. I guess they said that he'd been tended to by the Duke trainers a few times in the first half. Didn't look very good walking off the court for halftime. Uh, John Shire has taken over head coaching duties tonight. Hasn't really seemed to affect Duke too much. They're up by 16, live line, six, uh, Duke minus 17 and a half now. Total 149 and a half for that game against Wake Forest. Went off as a low double-digit favorite in the 11 or 12 range, but uh, no Coach K for the second half here tonight for the Duke Blue Devils. We will ask this gentleman what he thinks about that. He is Kai McKeon from Three Man Weave. If you want to find him on the Twitter machine, at Kai underscore 3MW. Kai, thanks for joining us, buddy. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. 
So uh, this news coming through right now um, with with Coach K here on this, uh, you know, basically we don't really know much. It's just it's coming through kind of rumors and things like that over the Twitter machine. Were you kind of following this before you got on with us? No, I, I just saw it right mm. before I came on, actually. Yeah, scary situation. Um, obviously, hope he's okay. Is there any uh, is there any bets you have of games that are going on right now that we can kind of look at with you, sweat along with you, maybe play some in game, whatever it might be? Yeah, the one I have going actually is Eastern Michigan, uh, which is looking okay. Knock on wood, they're only a, a minus one favorite against Central Michigan on the road. Um, that that's kind of my my biggest play. I also like Tulane currently, so that's looking good as well. But um, as we know, nothing is for sure, especially at the end of these games uh, <laughs> that we've seen lately. <laughs> All right, so let's get to one of your plays that you do have coming up if anybody wants to get in on it with you. we got nine Eastern, six Pacific. We have Colorado and Oregon State. Right now, you got the better of the number. Colorado has moved out to four, four four-and-a-half point favorites. Looking at a total here of 137-and-a-half. You like Colorado. I do, and it's really an Oregon State fade. Uh, Seven straight non-covers for the Beavers. One of the worst ATS teams in the country. Game one wasn't very close. They they had a guy out, Deshaun Davis. Oregon State did, but even with him in the lineup, it's still a bad team. It's it's unfortunate how how far they've fallen since that Elite Eight uh, appearance last year. But 230th in Ken Palm. I, I just think Colorado is a much much better team, and you're getting them pretty cheap here, at minus three and a half, minus four, um, even maybe at minus four and a half. Kai, another play tonight in that nine o'clock Eastern window, six o'clock Pacific, of course. Iowa State and TCU down in Fort Worth. The Horn Frogs three and a half point favorite, total one twenty six. What are you looking at in this one tonight? Yeah, I like the under here. Uh, Iowa State four game losing skid right now. They they need to stop the bleeding, and the best way to do that for them is to make this game ugly. Um, their offense is the worst in the Big Twelve right now from an efficiency standpoint. So they need to muck this up. They need to make it physical. Uh, they need to slow the pace down. I think they can do it. Uh, you saw TCU hold them to 0.68 points per possession in the first meeting. I'm not sure it's going to be that drastic this time, but TCU's defense has an answer for them. On the other end, Iowa State's defense uh, has, has been great all season. They have an answer for TCU. So I think this place to the under pace-wise and efficiency should be uh, a fit for that bet. Kai, we, not a not one that you have a play on here, but nine Eastern and six Pacific. We do have kind of the game of the night here that everyone will be paying attention to in Kentucky and Tennessee right now. Yep. Tennessee point point and a half home favorite in this one. One forty one forty and a half is the total. Um, I know you looked at this one hard. Whether you bet it or not, that yep. doesn't really matter. So give us some some insight here into what you think could 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 go down in this one. Yeah, I, I like Kentucky, uh, and maybe there's a revenge factor for that first game. Tennessee got killed. Uh, Kentucky played a perfect game, scored like crazy, couldn't miss from the field. Uh, and, and you'd think the balls could stand up to Shebway, stand up to the athleticism and the size Kentucky has, but wasn't the case in the first matchup. Uh, Kamwa, one of Tennessee's big men, he's out for the year. That's going to hurt them a lot in this matchup. Now, Ty Ty Washington is questionable for Kentucky. He's clearly a big piece for them in the backcourt. Tennessee has a very good backcourt themselves, but I think Kentucky's a better team right now, even without Washington plus one and a half. I think there's some value there. I think you can get a two at some shops, which I think would be worth a pull. Kai, a game that a lot of different people were on here at the network and a game that's been talked about a little bit throughout the day is this matchup between Wyoming and New Mexico, another nine o'clock Eastern tip off here. Wyoming laying five and a half big total in this game up to as high as one fifty three and a half in the marketplace. Any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I believe it. The total, I don't think Wyoming can be stopped, uh, especially 
with the way New Mexico's front court's been decimated. Great BK for Wyoming could have 30 points tonight. Uh, Eileen Wyoming. Why, why stop step in front of the freight train? They they've been playing great game after great game after great game. And I know some people out there have been trying to time when they kind of take a step back and have a sleepy performance, but just hasn't happened lately. I love their coach, Jeff Linder. I'm leaning towards Wyoming. Okay, we got an SEC game at 9 Eastern as well. Arkansas and Missouri with Arkansas as a 7, 7.5-point road favorite in this one. I've heard some people start to give a little bit of love to Arkansas. I've heard some people say, ah, you know, maybe this team's a little bit under the radar, maybe one of the teams to keep an eye on. What do you think about this team and just the 7, the 7.5-point seven, seven on the road? Yeah, they, they've done a boomerang. Mm. Uh Coming into the year, they some people called them top 10 good in the preseason. Not sure if they should have been quite that high, but we've seen them play a lot better lately after a very slow start. Now, Missouri's my alma mater, so I, I'm biased <laughs> either way here. Uh, you know, Missouri's tougher at home. They, there is a real home court advantage despite the, the fans being less uh, than, than normal this season. It is technically a rivalry game, though I don't think many of us consider it to be such. Uh, seven and a half seems a touch too high here. I'd probably lean towards Mizzou, but very, very hesitant. Okay, we've taken a look a little bit at futures here throughout the show and talked about them a little bit yesterday as well. And there's a pretty big game tomorrow night in the Big 12 between Baylor and Texas Tech. Again, another game here in this 9 o'clock Eastern window. Overnight line right now showing Texas Tech anywhere from minus 1 to minus 2, total 136.5 for this one. A game that could certainly shake up the futures market a little bit. Any thoughts on this one down in Lubbock? Yeah, uh, I'm curious how Baylor responds to their center being hurt for the year. Uh, Jonathan Chamwa Chachua, hard name to pronounce, but he went down with a knee injury. With him out, that's a big blow. They're, they're already without LJ Cryer possibly in this game. They're leading scorer, good guard piece for them. And Texas Tech beat them in Waco. They, they've shown they can do it. Maybe they do it again here. Uh, I, I lean towards Texas Tech. It's weird to see him as a favorite in this matchup, but that home court's real down there in Lubbock. And I, I really like this Texas Tech team in general. So I guess the follow-up question to that would be Texas Tech out there 45 to 1 at DraftKings right now to win the national championship. Baylor at 15 to 1. If the Red Raiders do win that game tomorrow night and look good in the process, I would think that 45 to 1 will come down. Is that a futures piece you're interested in taking right now? Yeah, I, I think it's great value. You look at the teams ahead of them right now or, or the same plane, you know, I, I think they're a much better value than say UCLA and Baylor. Unfortunately, as a team, I probably wouldn't take right now in the futures market with that injury. I can see that value coming down a bit. And you're right. If you want Texas Tech, probably jump in now because it's a very real, real opportunity for them to win tomorrow. Are there some teams in that national championship picture that you're taking a look at? Maybe that you have futures on already or that you're maybe looking to find the right price on? Uh, Auburn's one I've been uh, uh, harping on like crazy. I, I just love this team getting pretty low short there with the 10 to one odds. Uh, but still, I think a, a pretty good value. Um, Kansas, I don't think is ever a bad bet here um, with the way they can play offense. Uh, as far as values go right now, Gonzaga's too short. Arizona's too short right now. Uh, th this market is getting tighter and tighter. I, I probably wouldn't jump in too quickly until we see the bracket. So are there any long shots that you're looking to take? Maybe 80 to 1, 100 to 1 or higher, something like that. Anybody that you're kind of looking to take, maybe a small flyer on it and hope they get hot or catch a good draw? Yeah, I'd probably see, need to see some updated uh, odds, but heck, Michigan, or excuse me, not Michigan, Memphis, uh, with the way they've been playing lately, I'm not sure how they're being priced right now, but bubble team currently, I think they end up getting in the field and full strength. 
they could beat anybody right now as the, as we saw against Houston recently at Houston as, as uh, not well coached as they are under Penny Hardaway. They have a ton of talent. Memphis right now, 140 to one, by the way, Matt out there mm. at DraftKings. That's pretty good value. <laughs> Kai, who are you looking at tonight in the men's freestyle skiing slope style? Uh, do you like Andre Regetli from Switzerland, or do you like this Burke Rude guy from Norway? Oh yeah, you got to go with the the Norwegian. Uh, they know those slopes better than anybody. There, there we go. Plus plus three thirty <laughs> on that. You can find him over at Three Man Weave. You can find him on Twitter machine Twitter machine at Kai underscore three M W is Kai McKee. And thanks for the time tonight, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. And again, if you do want to get in on that, Kelly. Uh, what's it? it says 530, right? So, I mean, our time. So we got about six minutes if you want to get on Andre Regetli. It says 530. We'll, we'll be completely honest, though, because this is. Uh, we don't really know, right? Yeah, we thought that was the time of the mono bob. And then it was just when the event heat began. And we figured out it was like a five day like process. So, But I thought <laughs> Drew told you this had happened today. I, yeah, I thought so, too. So I think so. Did you I lie? I don't know. You lied. No, no, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I lied. You stretched. I don't the know truth. what Drew said. I didn't <laughs> you lie. Exaggerated. You got us all excited. We're not even gonna be able to watch it. I don't see it on any of the TVs up here. Yeah, hey, I, I don't. It, it's. Oh hard. yeah, there, there it is. Look at that. Look at that. No, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Men's, yeah, we go. Men's slope style. They got a guy in the slope style expert in there talking about it right now. Drew Dinsick. <laughs> yes, it's, it's no. Drew's guy. It's, it's, it's Drew's guy. It's Drew's guy, actually. Drew has much better lettuce than that guy. That guy <laughs> doesn't even none. have any. <laughs> Who has absolutely none. On the other side here, we're going to talk about our end-of-the-year NFL NFL power ranking. And what we did here is not necessarily where we think these teams are going, but where they ended. We'll do a lot of prognosticating about where these teams are going as uh, the weeks progress here. It is primetime action here on Tuesday. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the betting splits data. This semi new feature gives you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VSIN.com. We've got to get that. We've got to get a new copy for that. It's not new. It's anymore. always, if you haven't seen it before, though, it's new to you. Yeah. But we gotta get a new copy. It's not new anymore. It's been up the whole NFL season, like, and the NFL season. Just the go-to Visa.com. If you want to see, so it we should just the, say like, "Hey, we have an awesome thing." Go to Visa.com. Yeah, it's an awesome for an awesome thing. Then go check out the. That awards have to be a new tracker. thing. Yeah, maybe go out check out the awards tracker while you're there. If you're like, "Yo, what odds were uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. win Defensive Player of the Year a month Bam. ago?" Bam, awards tracker. There it is, awards tracker. Bam, nailed it. AKA prop tracker, but you know. AKA. Tracking props. Uh, so let's uh, let's take a look at our end of the year power rankings here again. So this is not. We I'm glad we had the discussion beforehand, so we were all on the same page with this. This is not where we think these teams are going. These are where these teams are. Where are where we felt these teams were at the end of the season, and so 
you know, some of these teams for me certainly would not be on my top 10 as we head into the next NFL season. But uh, here we are. So we'll start number 10, the Chargers. Yes, I understand the Chargers didn't make the playoffs. I do also understand that they were seconds away from making the playoffs if they would have just all, you know, played nice and everyone just, you know, goes and goes about their way. Um, I honestly think that the high variance style that they play is pretty is is pretty interesting for the NFL. I understand it's going to lose them some games, but I think it's going to win them some games as well that they're not necessarily supposed to win. I I, I did think that there was that they were a good enough team to 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 make the playoffs. So I do like them at 10. Uh Titans at number 9. I was never super high on the Titans all all season long. I mean, I we we had futures bets on them, but that was strictly based on the weakness of the division. The Titans turned out to be one of those teams where you got a mediocre quarterback and you're so incredibly reliant on just this power run game that, of course, once Derrick Henry went down, it just, it, you know, try to force feed him whenever he came back in the first game back. It just didn't work for that team. And Julio Jones, again, you know, look, it's, it's what else can you say? It's just another, another bust season for him. Guy was not able to stay healthy, wasn't able to get out there and, and really contribute for this squad. So have them down at number nine. Cowboys at eight. Um, listen, we'll see if they can get some consistent offensive performances next year that makes this team a real contender. The defense they wasted this year. Defense was so incredibly good. Played really, really, really outstanding ball. Micah Parsons was absolutely outstanding. Diggs was great. They played above their heads on top of that and still just couldn't get it, couldn't get any sort of consistent performance out of the offense in order to be able to get that put together. We'll see if Dak Prescott and company can do that next year. 49ers in at number seven. Again, this would be one of the teams that would be out of my top ten if we were actually doing this going into next season. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo likely to be playing elsewhere next year. But if you look at this 49ers team, at the end of the day, they defend, they defend the run well. They run well. That typically keeps you in just about any game that you're that you're playing. Not going to get blown out too incredibly often when it comes down to that. And and look, they they certainly outdid what I thought they were going to be able to do this year. So 49ers in at number seven. Bucks at number six. Um, look. We, we, we were talking about where these teams were at the end of the year and where this team was at the end of the year. No Antonio Brown, no Chris Godwin. And, it, you know, with that, it's just a limited, you know, it's just a, a limited team on the offensive side of the ball. And so with that, they, they fall themselves down to number six. Look, if they had Antonio Brown, if they had Chris Godwin, who knows? Maybe they win the Super Bowl again this year. I, I don't know. And maybe they're, they're certainly way closer to the top three or four for me, but instead they find themselves there at number six. Five in the Packers. Can't get them any higher than that because, again, just it's one-way traffic on the on the offensive side of the ball. It's, it's Devontae Adams, and if Devontae Adams isn't getting it done, then, you know, it's tough for this team to find a secondary option for – for for Aaron Rodgers and frankly Aaron Rodgers doesn't even want to look at secondary options all that much. You saw that I mean, you know, a few different times this year where Devontae Adams was basically the only person he was looking at in the past game. He didn't trust any of those other guys and so really tough for me to have them any higher than that despite the fact that they did win a bunch of games this year. Bengals in at number 4 and I know they went to the Super Bowl. I get it. But if you're giving me if you're if you're telling me to really and truly power rank and who do I think is actually better if they played a a five game series right you know do I think that the Bills beat them out more times than not do I think the Chiefs beat them out more times than not the answer is yes so that's why it goes Bengals Bills Chiefs for me at uh four three and two and then of course the Rams sitting there at number one um 
what else can you say? I mean, they went all in. It paid off for them. It was a very, very bold strategy. They have a limited window here because certainly in about five years, they're going to be in real bad shape. But, hey, you came away with one Super Bowl out of it. Maybe in the next two years you can get one more with these guys in this window. And then, yeah, it's going to be tough sledding after that. But I do like whenever uh, a team goes all in and it pays off. So that's where I'm at. Adam, what are you looking at? Yeah, not a whole lot of differences for me. A lot of the same teams just kind of moving them around to different spots. Number 10, I've got the Patriots. I mean, you know, we kind of talked about this off air yesterday. Didn't really say it much on the air. That was a team completely devoid of skill position talent for the most part. Had one of the better point differentials in the AFC. I thought Mac Jones played really, really well. I was very impressed with him throughout the year. And obviously the GOAT, Bill Belichick, knows how to put together a defense. I know they lose Josh McDaniels, but, you know, for me, they were still a top 10-ish type of team at the end of the regular season. The Colts at 9, I really like the Colts. I think the Colts are better than the Titans, even though there was a three-game difference between those two. So I went ahead and put the Colts in there with Jonathan Taylor. Carson Wentz played a lot better through throughout the course of the season. Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than people realize. Oh, it's just a lot of... Don't you... Oh, oh, oh I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm God, do don't it. you go there. The thing about we've Carson been, Wentz we've, is, You've been... Ever since you've been on the desk, we've had such a fantastic relationship. <laughs> and then you go off and say something about Carson Wentz being a good quarterback, and you totally blow it all up, our relationship. Oh, man, where's it going? Where's it gone? Adam. That's uh, fine. I'm, I'm not on the desk the rest of the week, so you'll get oh, over it by the time I come back. Broke my heart. But look, I, Carson Wentz, you see the really bad. You see the awful you see the highlight real interceptions where you just go how did he do that but what you don't see is that he actually makes a lot of pretty good throws and he was pretty good in this Frank Reich system as the season went along and I think he could be better next year assuming that that's what the Colts decide to go with anyway 49ers are eighth for me again they stopped the run they got a good pass rush they run the football very effectively but again who knows what happens here with Mm -hmm. that Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo situation so again keep in mind as Matt said at the top these were our season end power rate Mm -hmm. rankings not necessarily what we're looking at going forward Cowboys at seven for me just a very very talented team I don't think the defense was nearly as good as it was projected to be or as it was uh, just said to be but a lot of that had to do with their ability to force turnovers the Packers at six for me for the couple of the reasons you mentioned, Matt, you know, they're so reliant on Devontae Adams. Also, too, up until probably about week 13 or 14, they were only about plus 0.4 yards per play differential. They really weren't that dominant. So I was kind of low on them throughout the year. Bengals cracked the top five for me. Uh, a lot of that just because of Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase and what that offense was able to do. The Bucks at four, they dealt with a lot of injuries, specifically late in the year. They had some COVID issues, too. They weren't really able to be in rhythm going into the playoffs. And if they would have been, I think maybe it could have gone a little bit differently for them. Chiefs and Bills, pretty interchangeable at two and three. Could really rank, rank either one of them at two or three. They're just very, very comparable types of teams. And again, the Rams, I mean, you got to give them credit. As you said, they went all in. They took mm-hmm. care of business. They did what they had to do. Odell Beckham Jr. wound up being a really, really good addition for them. Von Miller was an impactful player. Uh, you got to put the Rams at number one. Yeah, head over to mine now. And, uh, yeah, number 10 for me, the Arizona Cardinals, who I was high on uh, most of this season. I, I Man, this the bottom of this list was tough to do. The the, the top of it was was relatively easy. But the bottom of the list, it, it was kind of difficult. I, I, I really wanted to to – 
make a case to get the 49ers out of my top 10, but I ended up leaving them in there. I went Cardinals at 10, Titans at 9. We saw them, uh, both these teams spike at different points in the season, just couldn't really get it done when the important time came, uh, came to win some games, and that's the playoffs. So, uh, still have them there, but these are teams that, you know, Titans, we were a little bit further down on this year, Matt, than obviously Gill was. Cardinals was a little bit higher than you guys on throughout the year, so ain't no surprise there, 10-9 for me. 49ers put them in at 8. Um, Look, they end of the day, this team still impressed me this year. I, I thought we were going to see, likely see three teams from the NFC West make the playoffs. I didn't think this was going to be the one team, one of those three teams. I thought they were probably going to be the team that was left out. They make it all the way to an NFC Championship game. Very impressive, but we just talk quality of teams. Uh, it, it's hard for me to put them much higher than eight. Cowboys, I think you guys said it all. This is, um, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about with this 76ers trade of Harden going to the Sixers, of it being you can't waste a season of Embiid playing at this high level. I kind of feel that way about the Cowboys' defense, like you said, Matt. Like, you wasted a season where this defense played this well, and I know a lot of it is the turnovers, Adam, but still, it feels like a little bit of wasted season in Dallas there, but still have them at seven. Bucks at six. Kind of could have gone interchangeable, five, six, seven. Packers at five. Still really great. I thought they had a really great season. Disappointing finish in the playoffs. So, only thing I did different with you guys here is I gave the Bengals the credit for going Good. through the gauntlet. Good. Uh, in the playoffs. Good. Rams number one, as they should be. Two Bengals, three Chiefs, four Bills. Bills probably the best team in the NFL, though. Thank you so much, Rams, though. For real. I know, right? One for winning and only winning by three points. I I can't, I I, really, I cannot tell you. Thank you. That's why you're betting college basketball. We'll look at some college basketball here on the other side. It is primetime action on Tuesday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. You've joined us for the slope style hour here on primetime action on, on a Tuesday. We do have it on three screens here in the studio because listen, we're invested for Drew Densick. We, we, we can't make those bets here because we don't have DraftKings, So we are not able to make the bet. I would have made the bet just to sweat along with him, just a little fun bet, but we're here in, we're here in, you know. Wrinkle just informed me Billy Hill had it up. He got in on it. Didn't tell us. Failed. Failure. Von Wrinkle didn't. Come on. Golly. 
He was down there opening his Top Shot packs and just didn't think to even let us know that what we were what we were in for there. Just making money, betting uh, on slope style. Did he did he back the the guy, Rigatoni or whatever? Yep. <laughs> Rigatelli or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's Rigatelli. 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 He did. All right. Well, so we do have a reason to root for for all this. So we do have a, like we were talking about with Kai from Three Man Weave a little bit earlier here, Adam. We do have a very uh, marquee game here coming up in about 15 minutes in Kentucky and Tennessee. Right now, we are looking at about a one-point, one-and-a-half-point line in this one in favor of the home volunteers, a total of about 140, 140-and-a-half. Kai said maybe he's a little bit biased because he's been kind of on Kentucky all year, but he does have a lean towards Kentucky in this one. What do you see? Yeah, I mean, Kentucky having Ty Ty Washington and Jacob Toppin tonight. I mean, both guys were out there for warm-ups, so we'll see mm-hmm. how much they play and how effective they are. But just as a general rule with Rick Barnes' coach teams, both with Tennessee and with Texas, I didn't like him in big games. I didn't like him in the month of March. He always wound up having a lot of talent and nice win-loss records. But when they played against teams that were at their level or a little bit better, Rick Barnes tended to struggle in those situations. So I would tend to lean towards the Kentucky side tonight myself. Kelly, you're big on uh, you're big on Kentucky this year, right? Or oh Tennessee gosh, or? I love that power forward they've got there. Real big time <laughs> player, <laughs> shoots well. How many college basketball coach. bets have you made this year? College basketball bets. Yeah. If I've made one, I can't remember. I just made my first. Good for, good for you. I just made my first. Good for you. Usually money line Kentucky plus one hundred five. You did. It's it, it's it, it's it, it's on the screen. It's on the full screen graphic. I'm feeling a little cocky, right? We middle the Super Bowl on Sunday. Oh yeah, the guys downstairs I, were laughing. I come in, nail the puck line hockey bet last night. What's the golf outrights you've hit in the past month? A hit sixty-five to one and a sixty-six to one. Sixty-six to one and eighty-one. Yeah, you, I think you got some money to throw in Kentucky tonight. You're okay. And eighty-three to one, a sixty-six to one, and then we middled the Super Bowl. It's been a good month. And so, therefore, we're just going to we're going to have some fun with a couple of bets. Marcus Smart will not return. Celtics announced. I know Adam brought that note up earlier. I did not see what happened, but he will not return this evening. Well, while you're giving updates, why don't you give some updates? Okay, will do. Yeah, let me just uh, get that all set back up over in the NBA. Let's see. We got a bunch of games going on. The halftime Hawks 66, Cavs 61, just the beginning of the third quarter 63. there. Trey Young with 23 in the first half for the Hawks. Okay, I thought you were just going to take it. Celtics 69, 76ers 42. Oh. Blowout City Whoa. in Philly. Uh, Celtics lane 20 and a half live 217 and a half is a live total. I saw that Joel Embiid had shot an amazing amount of free throws. Matt, if you can pull up that box yes. score, I saw it he on is only three of seven from the floor. Yep. But is 11 of 14 from the free throw <laughs> line in the first half. For I, 17 points. I almost played his points and rebounds over, but I because like there's nobody on Boston's taller than six foot eight. Like he should be able to dominate, but apparently Al Horford still guards him better than anybody on the planet. So he's limiting him from the field tonight. Yeah, uh, uh, Jalen Brown with a with a 26 point first half there for the Celtics. I got a 301 MVP ticket on him. I think that's still alive. I think you get 3000 to 1 now, but yeah. yeah. Uh Hawks up on the Cavs that is 68 to 65 now. Atlanta three and a half point live favorites 236 and a half is the live total in that one. We have the uh Heat up on the Mavericks 59 to 51 halftime in that game. 
No live spread up. Two twelve and a half the total. One of those Luca games going on where he's two of nine from Oof. two of nine from the floor. Um, one of four from three. So he is. He's he. You know he he goes he goes awesome 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 complete clunker. Like so, it's like it's like he he doesn't have just an average game. It's like I'm gonna go awesome 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 clunker, and that's kind of how he always does. Yeah, he was, I almost went and bet the Heat in, on the overnight line. I really haven't, we, we've talked about that a little bit this mm-hmm. year, but Matt, even like last year, I think I felt myself making mistakes betting too many overnights. I'm so used to betting yeah. overnights in the NBA. This season, I finally was like, I can't. Between all the injuries and the COVID news, you just, to, in my opinion, you really can't. But I was sitting there looking at some of these lines last night when they came out, and it had the Mavericks as a two and a half point favorite on the road, and it was Jimmy Butler was very questionable throughout the day, uh, and that that was part of the reason. But it was when you talk about a team like that that's really so focused around one guy. These are where you you go up against a team like a Miami Heat and the, all the multiple defensive options they can throw at you. It's going to always be a problem. So I'm I'm a little upset I didn't lay that number last night and then had no interest in it at Heat minus five uh, today. So uh, I'm sorry. Other scores going on. Bucks up on the Pacers, but this is tight. Adam forty three to. Yeah. 41, eight minutes remaining in the second quarter. Bucks still 11 and a half point live favorite, 242 and a half the total. Yeah, I was looking to see if there was anything that really stood out in that one, and it's just they're just playing them tough right now. There's no like, you know, there's no, nothing really outlier. Buddy Heald does have nine points for them, so he's uh, he's had a good you know, first quarter and, and a couple of minutes of this one. Giannis already has 12 points and four boards. Uh, in this game, they've got Serge Ibaka in the full rotation there. He's already got five minutes on the court, so they're working him into the uh, to the rotation there for the Bucks as well. So it'll be interesting to to see how this one does kind of does kind of end up because I imagine I imagine it, they will start to pull away at some point. Yeah, you would think Grizzlies up on the Pelicans, fifty to thirty four, six and a half minutes left in the second quarter. Desmond Bain, you need to pick it up, buddy. Five points ain't good enough. Uh, oh, he is one of seven. <laughs> yeah, he's having a rough night. He is one of seven from the floor. It's not so. It's not for lack of trying, Kelly. It's not you were on. Of trying. You were on with the handicap. It's just you can't help him put it in the bucket. Exactly. Yeah. I can't. The uh, it, it's the big uh, Valanciunas Stephen Adams revenge games too. You got to keep that in mind. Yes. Big, big storyline tonight. Timberwolves up on the Hornets, thirty-eight to thirty-three. Six minutes left in the second quarter. Timberwolves seven and a half live, two twenty-two and a half is the total over in the NHL. Got a bunch of go- going on right now. Sabres up on the Islanders, 3-2 to two in the second er- intermission. Sabres minus 245. Islanders plus 180 live, 7.5. The total uh, minus 195 on the under. Flyers up on the Penguins, 4-2 to two in the second intermission. Flyers minus 475 live. Penguins plus 310, 8.5. Live total juice to the over. Bruins up on the Rangers, one to nothing. Fifteen minutes left in the game. Bruins minus three fifty. Rangers plus two forty five. Live total set at three. Juiced to the under. Lightning have tied things up with the Devils. That is now three apiece. Second intermission. Lightning moved to a minus two eighty live favorite. Devils plus two hundred. Live total set at nine. Minus one seventy on the under. Blues lead the Senators three to two in the second intermission. Blues minus six hundred live. Senators plus three forty. Seven and a half your live total. Juice to the under. Capitals up on the Predators one to nothing in the first intermission. Capitals minus two ten live. Predators plus one fifty five. Live total set at five. 
juiced to the over and over in college basketball right now. Duke up on Wake Forest, 72-65, to four minutes remaining in that game. Texas up on Oklahoma, 54-51, to six and a half minutes left in that one. And Villanova with a one-point lead over Providence, 34-33, two and a half minutes left in the first half of that game. Just one NBA tip left to come, 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific, the Clippers and the Suns. The Suns are big, 13-point home favorites in that one, 221.5-222. Of course, this is the second half of a back-to-back for the Clippers in that one. Over in the NHL, we do have some puck drops that are coming at the top of the hour. Stars and Avalanche. Um, Avalanche are big, minus 260 home favorites over the Stars, plus 205 for the Stars as road underdogs. We have the Flames as minus 280 favorites at home over the Blue Jackets. If you want the Jackets as road dogs, plus 235 in that one. And then we have one late puck drop, the Oilers and the Kings. This one is about a coin flip, a little bit shaded in favor of the Kings, minus 115 to minus 105 in that one. Any thoughts at all here on these late NHL games? No, nothing for me. It's a really interesting spot for Colorado tonight, though, because they play Vegas tomorrow night here in Sin City, and it's Jack Eichel's return for the Golden Knights. We talked about that with Andy McNeil on yesterday's show. Uh, Colorado and Vegas kind of have a rivalry, even though they're not in the same division. You know, Those are two teams that are expected to be in that Western Conference final if everything kind of plays out that way. So uh, Colorado trying to take care of business tonight. They have not lost in regulation in 19 straight games, so we'll see if that streak continues tonight. Interesting. I'm looking at the kind of look-ahead lines here, and it's one. 110 on both sides, so a coin flip in that one tomorrow night here in Vegas. And that was one that Andy McNeil said that uh, he had Vegas favored with Mark Stone and Jack Eichel in the lineup. Mark Stone is out. He's on IR, Mm. short-term IR, I think. Uh, So we'll see what that line ends up looking like for tomorrow night's game. Final hour here. We'll look at the Billy Walters interview as well here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. 